What's up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I thought I would start off this week's episode with a little bit of an update, life update kind of thing and just, I don't know, chat to you guys and let you know where I'm at and what's going on with me. So at the time of recording this, it's a Friday. So I'm feeling the good vibes. We're in a good mood and I got two packages in the mail this morning, which was exciting and always lifts my mood. Uh, One of those being my Ayurvedic herbs and supplements and everything that I'm going to start taking now that I'm on the Ayurveda protocol that Claire, the Ayurveda coach, has put me on. So if you guys listened to that episode a couple of weeks or months back um, where we talked about discovering your dosha and learning how to implement some of these Ayurvedic practices into your life. Um, I actually decided to work privately with Claire. So she's got me on um, a specific personalized protocol for me and my doshas and the types of symptoms and things that I'm dealing with. So I have been doing that for about two weeks now, but I finally got all of my like herbs and added supplements and things in the mail from her. So I'm really excited to start taking those. Um, I mean, most of them taste so far like dirt, so it's... (laughs) not that exciting in terms of taste but I'm excited for the results and I will keep you guys updated in the past two weeks I haven't had any digestive issues like I normally do like I was pretty much at a place before working with her where I don't at least one meal a day at least normally um, would like really bother my stomach and I would have lots of pain and like gas and bloating and just lots of discomfort Um, and I haven't had that at all knock on wood in the past two weeks uh and I haven't even started taking I mean I just this morning when the package arrived I just took my first dose of like ashwagandha and some of the other herbs that she sent me so just with kind of you know like editing my my diet and um balancing that out based on my my dosha and what's going on with my agni that had and if you're like what the f- are these words <laughs> definitely go back and listen to that episode with Claire all about Ayurveda I think the title of the episode is called discover your dosha but yeah so that's kind of a little life update health update with where I'm at with that um, the other package that I got in the mail today was a massive package from Fabletics which this is not sponsored at all I, I don't work with them at all, but I have a Fabletics account. Um, if you guys don't know what Fabletics are, it is Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson. Um, the actress, she has this um, like athletic activewear brand. And basically it's like a subscription service and you get like the, the initial offer is like two leggings for like 24 bucks or something like that. Um, but they actually have really, really nice quality stuff. And the reason why I got such a huge package was because because it is subscription based every single month um, you they like send you new like personalized outfits and picks and things that they think that you'll like and if you don't want to buy anything you just have to skip the month but my dumbass <laughs> forgets to skip the month a lot of times and what happens is if you don't skip the month they charge you like here in Europe it's like 49 euros I think and 
that money like stays in your account and you can put it towards other things like you can still get stuff with it but so I had all these credits racked up from all the months that I like had forgot to skip so I was like all right I need to just be done with this and order like a massive box of stuff and just use up all my credits and then finish this so that's what I did um and so it kind of felt like free even though they they definitely took my money um (laughs) But it felt like that moment of like, kind of like, oh, this is free. Like I could add anything to my cart until it added up to like the 250 some euros that I had in in previous credits. Um, So that was fun. I got that package in the mail today. I got a massive um, like winter puffer jacket that's just very like plain black, but like athletic and is kind of good for like, I don't know, running errands, going to the gym, grocery store kind of vibe. I got some joggers, some leggings and a couple of tops. Um, so yeah, overall that was good. And that kind of lifted my vibes this Friday morning because the thing that was really kind of dampening my vibe, to be honest, was the whole situation in Madrid right now. Um, I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or I don't really know, but I definitely talked about it on Instagram and probably in my newsletter. So if you already know the story, you already know the story. I'm so sorry. But (laughs) basically, I had planned Jaime's birthday was back in June. And at that point, we were still in like complete lockdown, unable to leave the house and everything. And he kept saying the only thing that he wanted was a trip. And I was like, this is the worst year to ask for a trip. Like, I'm not going to get you a trip. Stop being ridiculous. Ask for something else. And I was basically just kind of like telling him, don't ask for a trip so that he would be super surprised and happy when I got him one. So what we had planned for his birthday was that um, this weekend, actually, like tomorrow um, in, so what are we in? We're in October. Um we would go to a winery in um, in wine country here in Spain, um, and we were going to stay at this, like I booked this really, really nice hotel, like it's super, so cool, and in this really quaint and beautiful, like small town in the middle of wine country, and there's like 43 wineries in this town, and there's only like 300 um inhabitants like there's only the population of this town is like 300 so it's this really really small like old Spanish town uh, with just tons of wineries because they're like in the perfect place uh, where they cultivate a lot of the best wines in Spain here so I was super excited about that I booked us like uh, tours of the wineries and tastings and things like that we were going to get a couple's massage like the hotel was super nice and luxurious like w- something way more expensive and like way bougier than I would ever do but I was just really really excited that I was finally at a place in my business where I could do something like that and give like a big gift like that and so I was super pumped about that and at the time I was booking this in May and I was like okay October is definitely like far enough away where things are going to be fine <laughs> LOL. Um, So basically, but things were fine. So at the end of June, we came out of lockdown. Spain basically opened up completely for all of summer. They really wanted to like boost the economy again. So we were just basically living our lives, like wearing masks. But other than that, there was no real restrictions until like five days before we were meant to go on this trip. And they were like, just kidding. We're closing the city limits. You can't go outside of Madrid anymore. You can't travel. So I was really disappointed and sad about that, obviously. Um, And the whole, like I go into this more in in my posts on Instagram about it, but the whole reason that I was really like excited to 
do this trip and like give this gift was because like Jaime is such uh, an integral part of like me being able to do what I do and like although he doesn't show up in my life online that much and like people that don't know him personally probably don't know that much about him but he is just like so supportive with me in this whole process like since day one before I even had a business idea or anything and I was just I came here and I was teaching English and I was you know changing jobs and quitting jobs and I got fired and if you guys know that story like There were times where I like literally had no plan and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but also kind of like panicking. (laughs) And he was always just like, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, don't stress. Like, I'll I'll take care of everything. And there were multiple summers where I was in between teaching jobs because we didn't get paid over the summer. And so it was like four months without paychecks. And he would just like take care of everything. Like he would pay for our rent, our groceries, like all of our stuff. Um, Obviously, I contributed what I could with like what I had saved. But to be honest, the money that I was earning from those teaching jobs was such absolute garbage that (laughs) there wasn't that much um, that you can really save. So yeah, like he's just been one of those people that really supported me throughout the whole process. And he like, when I was working that job that I hated that I really wanted to quit and I but I had no plan B he was like you should definitely quit like it'll be better for you like we'll we'll figure it out together like he's just always been there for me in all of my like crazy dreams and ideas and you know my my intuitive feelings of like I just feel like I should leave this job even though I don't have a plan B like I think it's so easy for people to really be like um I don't know, come at those sorts of situations from an analytical or a logistical standpoint, which he is a very like logistical person. Like he's definitely not super like spiritual or even like into all the same stuff that I am, but he has always just known that like what's best for me will be best for us and for our life and like it, it'll work out and it'll be fine. And I've just so, so appreciated having a partner that is like that and my mom even reminds me of that sometimes like you know when you get in like a fight with your boyfriend and you just call your mom (laughs) maybe that's just me this has happened a couple of times in our relationship and I'll just call my mom like crying because I'm just upset and she even even she who's like you know she could be super resentful if she wanted to about him basically being the reason that I moved out of the country across the world to another continent and have been here for four plus years at this point and don't know when I'm coming back like she could easily be like oh my gosh like just come home like or whatever you know but my mom's not that type of person but she she always reminds me too like he's always been there for you like he's always been so supportive and like that's the type of person that you need and that's so true like I I don't think I would ever last with someone who doubted my dreams or doubted my potential or tried to drag me down or didn't want to see me flourish and grow and do what's best for me. So yeah, anyway, that was kind of a long tangent of why we were going to go on that trip and why it was just a little bit extra sad for me that it kind of got taken away. But um, that was last week when that happened. So the reason that I'm talking about it again is that 
yesterday, I think it was yesterday, they basically, um, the, the government of Madrid basically challenged this new restriction of us not being able to leave the city and they brought it to court and they they challenged it because they wanted to throw it out and say that you know it was that we could move about and that everything was still going to be normal and they won so it was like oh my gosh restrictions have been lifted like you can leave Madrid again so I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna call the hotel I'm gonna see if we can get our reservation back like this is gonna be amazing we can still go and, and do our thing and so I called the hotel and they were like yeah we've got one room left like I guess people a bunch of people that had canceled like had rebooked because of this this thing um but then the government of Madrid was like they called for like an emergency meeting that afternoon where obviously they were going to discuss this stuff and try to like get it overthrown again and put the restriction back and so I was like oh my gosh okay well I can't book this until I know actually what's happening and if we're going to be able to leave so we waited until they had that meeting and it was like all afternoon long we didn't even know what was happening until like 10 30 p.m last night and basically like today I think at some point, who knows? I don't watch the news, so I I, I really rely on other people informing me on these things. Um, at some point today, they're basically going to put, they're supposedly, who even knows anymore? They're supposed to be announcing another state of emergency, which means, yeah, we're not allowed to, not allowed to leave. We're not allowed to go anywhere. Um, we can leave our houses and stuff, but we're still limited to being in group, like we can't be in groups of more than six and like the bars and stores and stuff have reduced hours and they have to close earlier and whatever. I mean, who, isn't everybody just absolutely over it? Like I'm so, this is me venting right now. So thank you for being a part of this <laughs> venting session, but I'm really, I'm really just fucking over it. And I feel like everything is so disorganized and so unknown and there's so many lies and so many just bullshit things that don't even make any sense at all whatsoever. The other day, Jaime and I were in the gym and like I told you guys, we have to wear our masks at all times in the gym now. So it's very rare that you're catching me there because it's just not really a vibe. But we were there. We went to the gym together and we were working out together and the guy comes over like someone who works for the gym he comes over and he's like you have to be one and a half meters apart from each other and we were like we live together and he was like it doesn't matter when you're in the gym you have to be one and a half meters apart from everybody and I'm just like it's just like things like that where I'm just like how does this make any fucking sense I'm so sorry we live together what do you we literally exchange saliva on a regular basis we sleep in the same goddamn bed like what and then but but yet we can be here picking up all these weights and using all these machines and nobody is cleaning the machines or the weights in between the people that are touching it like you know what I'm saying? Like there's just such weird things where I'm like that is not helping anything and it literally makes zero sense. So 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, high vibes and low vibes. We're we're rolling with the waves and we're doing our best. Um, this was a really long intro, but let, let me know if you guys hate life updates and these types of introductions because I will totally stop doing them if you don't like them. But when I'm listening to podcasts, I don't know, sometimes I just like to peek inside of people's lives and hear what's going on with them and just like be able to throw on a podcast and listen to it casually and kind of be entertained by it. So I thought I would give you guys a little life update. That's what's going on with me. If you hate it, let me know and we'll stop. We'll just, it'll it'll be canceled. Um, But in today's episode, the thing that we're actually going to be talking about is something that I've had a lot of conversations about recently with my clients. So I thought it would be really great to be able to share it with you guys as well. And we're going to be talking about self-care and some of like just the lies and deception and kind of toxic mindsets that we can get into with self-care. So Without further ado, let's just go ahead. I mean, this has been the longest intro ever. So now that we're 17 minutes into the podcast, (laughs) let's get into the real content, shall we? Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. off just kind of pondering what is self-care because I think a lot of people have different ideas about what is included and what's not included and that is exactly where I think a lot of us go wrong and what I'm going to speak to in this episode but self-care has obviously become super it's like a buzzword it's become super popular everybody is like talking about self-care doing self-care challenges like all the things. Um, So I think a lot of people though consider, I guess I would ask you maybe to ask yourself right now before we get into this, what is self-care for you? Like what counts as self-care? What do you typically do as part of your own personal self-care practice? What does that look and feel like to you? So I think for a lot of people, when they think about self-care, they think about these really maybe like nurturing, fulfilling, positive things that they can do that involve taking care of themselves better and making making themselves feel good. So we start off with a good idea about self-care, but then sometimes it can go south. It can go a little sour because our perfectionism kicks in and we overthink things a lot, we overcomplicate things, our self-judgment gets really loud, and then self-care is like not so much self-care anymore. It's like I'm going to force myself to do these things and that is going to make me better even if I don't feel good while I'm doing it. So that's kind of the the self-care danger zone that we're going to get into. So what I mean here is 
A lot of the typical activities or things that people would consider to be self-care may be things like working out or, you know, nourishing your body with nutritious foods, uh, maybe like skincare routines or something like that, meditation, journaling, affirmations, mantras, yoga practice, like these, right, these are the self-development things. I'm trying to think of all the examples. Um, these are the sort of like stereotypical, perhaps, ideas that we consider to be in that box of like what's self-care and how do you take care of yourself properly. But I want to break that down a little bit because I think we we run into some issues with it, right? So all of those things are great. <laughs> Everything that I mentioned is obviously fantastic. And those are a lot of things that I preach about and I teach about and I help my clients cultivate those practices or habits in their lives. So there's nothing wrong with any of the the things that I've just said that typically in our minds tend to count as self-care. But it's the same thing that I've talked about many times in terms of movement and working out. As soon as you create a box for something, you are going to begin to feel trapped in that box. So if you create a box for around what counts for you as a workout, right? We've talked about this before. If if you need to be a certain level of tired or sweaty afterwards or you need to burn a certain number of calories or it needs to be a certain number of minutes or it has to be a certain type of workout in a gym facility with weights or whatever, right? We create these imaginary ideas and restrictions and we build our own mental box around what counts and what doesn't count. When you do that with movement and with exercise, you are bound to begin to feel trapped inside that box because there's going to be times where nothing in that box really feels appealing to you anymore. You're not in the mood for it. You don't want to go for a run. You don't want to do a hit session. You don't want to go to the gym and lift weights. So what does that mean now? That means that you don't work out. And then when you don't work out, you tell yourself that you're doing something bad and you're not taking care of yourself or you're not staying committed to your goals. So now you feel guilty and now you feel down and you're judging yourself. So how is that like that's against the grain of everything that we're trying to cultivate and do for ourselves in terms of taking care of ourselves, right? That's leading yourself down a path where ultimately you're, you are going to judge yourself and feel guilty and feel bad is like the total opposite of what we're trying to do, right? So the same thing ends up happening with self-care. We create this mental box of what we think counts and what we think can be included as part of our self-care. And so a lot of those things, like I mentioned before, are the journaling and the yoga and working out and eating well and doing your skincare and meditating and doing the mantras and whatever else uh, you have built as part of your box. It doesn't matter what you have in that box. It just matters that you re- you recognize that you have, in fact, built a box around self-care because as soon as you create those limits and restrictions you are going to start to feel bound by them and there's going to be times where you don't want to do any of those things and then you might start to feel like you're not taking care of yourself or you're doing something bad by 
letting some of those practices or habits go and not really staying consistent with them. And then begins the spiral again of feeling bad, feeling guilty, feeling down, all the things. Like going to the exact opposite place that we ever wanted to go. So by you creating this idea of like, oh yes, I'm going to cultivate a self-care practice and these are the things that I'm going to do. And then you ultimately lead yourself to basically feel bad. It's like, well, what was the point at all then? right? So these are like the lies, quote unquote lies that I'm talking about with self-care is we sort of lie to ourselves about what we think is going to make us feel good and about what counts and what doesn't count in order to accomplish that or do that or be considered having a self-care practice, right? And so The thing that I want to share with you guys that I've been talking to a lot of my clients recently about is, you know, it's great to want to establish healthier habits and have all of these amazing morning routines or evening routines and build that into part of your life. And I I help a lot of my clients do that and get to a place of having these really amazing healthy habits and routines as part of what they are conditioned to do and it becomes normal and natural and easy for them and that is so great and so so powerful but there is always a flip side to that coin right so the thing about cultivating healthy habits and morning and evening routines and practices and all these types of things is that sometimes we think that they once we build it right we have to just maintain it exactly as it is like we're never allowed to renovate the house or put an addition on or do a purge and throw a bunch of stuff out right like but you can do the same way that you can do those things for your home and your life you can also do them for your habits and practices and routines sometimes we need a good purge we need to throw a bunch of stuff out we need to start over we need to start fresh sometimes we need to build an addition we need more space we need more time we need more self-care We need more exercise, whatever it may be, right? So we have to develop a more flexible and fluid mindset when it comes to our self-care and healthy habits and routines. And what I mean by that specifically is what has worked for you in the past or what is currently working for you right now is not always going to work for you. It's not always going to be the best morning routine for you because you are going to change and evolve and your life is going to change and evolve. And so you have to allow those habits and practices to change and evolve and grow with you. And we have to be adaptable and flexible with them rather than creating this rigid mindset of like, oh my gosh, Why am I not doing my morning routine of yoga, meditation, journaling when I used to do that every day and I felt so good when I was doing it and now I'm not doing it it anymore. So what the fuck? I need to start doing that again. And then coming from an energy of, you know, guilt and shame and lack and forcefulness, trying to obligate yourself to do those things again. No, 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 no. That, that's never the, the goal with self-care, right? The goal of self-care is so that you can fill your cup and feel good. So if those things that you used to practice or you're currently practicing aren't feeling good anymore, then why are we doing them? 
right? It's not fulfilling the purpose any longer. So let's be flexible with it and let's look at it and be like, okay, what about this do I not like anymore? Why do I feel resistant to the journaling practice or to the meditation? Can I just take that out for a while? Is there something else that would be more exciting or motivating or just feel better to me that I can implement, right? We are allowed to change our habits and patterns and routines according to where we're at in life, what we're going through, and how we feel. Because the ultimate goal is for you to feel good. That's the whole purpose of all of this stuff to begin with is so that you can feel better. Because when you feel better, you think clearer and you do better and you show up more and you perform better, right? Like that is the initial key to really changing your life and waking up in a better mood and having a better day is that you feel good. So if you're forcing yourself to do stuff out of an energy of like, oh, I have to do, now I have to do the meditation. Now I have to do the affirmations and you're kind of resistant to it while you're doing it and you're not truly enjoying it, then what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Right? What are you, why? Why are you doing that? That's not, that's not the point, right? So these are some of the lies that we have to start to break down and work through and really be able to get in tune and get in touch with where we're at and what we need and how we can really cultivate a new practice or change up the one we have in some way so that it's allowing us to feel good or feel better on a more regular basis. And something that I like to say all the time is it's your job to feel good, right? Nobody else is in charge of that except for you. It's not up to the weather. It's not up to your boss. It's not up to how the workday goes or if people are nice to you or if your partner makes you dinner or whatever, right? It, it's not in the hands of those people. It's in your hands. It's your sole responsibility for you to feel good. It's your job to feel good. So taking on that job and responsibility, you have to start to ask yourself, Are these things that I'm doing or that I'm trying to do or that I'm forcing myself to do actually making me feel good? And if the answer is no, then change them. Like you are totally allowed to do that. You don't need to to do all of the stereotypical things that are seen as self-care, whether it's on social media or you see other influencers doing it or or your favorite celebrities or whoever, right? You never actually know what's going on behind closed doors and what people are actually practicing in their lives because they're always going to show you the best parts of what that looks like, right? They're they're going to take a picture on the morning where they are doing the journaling and burning the sage and meditating and be like, love my morning routine, blah, blah, blah. And maybe in that moment, in that day, they are loving their morning routine. I'm not saying people are lying to you, but it's like the mornings where they wake up and they're not feeling inspired and they totally skip the entire morning routine and they don't do any of it, they're not snapping pics of it and being like, I love skipping my whole morning routine, lol, fuck the meditation, (laughs) right? But that is a real thing that happens. So don't beat yourself up about 
this perfect image of how your routines and and habits have to look based on what you're seeing other people do or what you think is supposed to be effective, right? Oh gosh, here's another self-care lie. What's effective for somebody else? What makes them feel good and what puts them in a good vibe and what up levels their day and their life is going to do the exact same thing for you? No. I'm, I mean, I wish. I wish there was just this cookie cutter template of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, do these things and you're good to go. This will improve your life and make you feel amazing. But we are all different individuals the same way that there's not a one size fits all diet or workout routine that's going to work for every single individual and their individual body and physiology. There's also not one morning routine or self-care routine that is going to work for everybody. So you really have to stop trying to copy everything that you see everybody else doing. I mean, it's great to take inspiration from people and implement things and try them. Totally try it. But if in trying it, you realize that you don't like it or that it's not really giving you the exact result or feeling that you thought that it would, then throw it out, toss it. You don't, you don't need to do things just because other people are doing them and just because other people are saying that they work, right? That doesn't mean that they will necessarily work for you and the way that you think and the way that you are and the current season of your life and what you have going on and your schedule and your mindset and your physiology, right? Like everything is so unique to all of us. So that's another another big one um, is thinking that just because it works for somebody else, it's going to work exactly the same for you. So we have to just trust ourselves more and really get in touch with how we're feeling and what's working and what's not working and be okay with that. It doesn't make you any less of a of a person or it doesn't make you further behind on your personal development path if you are choosing to watch Netflix rather than read a personal development book. Right? Like that I'm I'm lit- I'm not talking oh just change out your meditation for a journaling practice. No, I'm literally saying self-care can include many 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 unlimited amounts of things as long as it's making you feel good, right? So what is the difference between waking up in the morning and having a green smoothie versus, um, I'm trying to like, you know, give a good example here. What's the difference between waking up in the morning and making yourself a green smoothie and being like, hashtag self-care, oh my gosh, I'm taking care of my body so well with all of these beautiful nutrients and this feels so good. And if that does feel good to you, that's great. But here's the example. What's the difference between that and waking up and having pancakes with maple syrup and coffee with your family and sitting around the table together and enjoying a really yummy meal and having a conversation or laughing together? Like, Both of those things are equally as great as long as they're making you feel good. You know, like we don't have to put ourselves in a box or just follow what everybody else is doing. You don't need to wake up and have a green smoothie 
in order to feel like you're taking care of yourself and you're and you're doing something positive and good for yourself. Your measure of how well you're caring for yourself should be based on how you are feeling most often. So if you are feeling happy and positive and joyful and in a really good mood and space generally most often, then I would argue to say you're doing a really good job of taking care of yourself. Whatever that looks like, keep doing it for as long as it feels good to you. And as soon as it doesn't feel good to you, change it, switch it, do something else, right? We don't have to stay in one routine forever. We can be open to new ideas and new things and letting things go or adding new things and changing it. So the same way that with this smoothie and pancake um, example, like another one could be a journaling practice, which is a thing that I think some people love it and they really like it and then other people feel very forced doing it and that may just be because they haven't given it enough of a try and like I said try everything right success leaves clues for sure so when you see people doing things and implementing practices and saying that they work be open-minded to trying them but just because you try it doesn't mean that you have to force yourself to do it if you genuinely feel like it's not working well for you or it's not making you feel good um but so for Forcing yourself to do a 30-minute journaling practice and being like and, and going into it with that energy of like, oh, okay, I have to do my journaling. I need to start the day off right. I have to do my journaling. If I don't do it, I'm going to be so annoyed with myself or whatever. And then you force yourself to do the 30-minute brain dump or your journaling practice, whatever you do. How is that better for you than 30 minutes of, say, watching an episode of Friends and lifting your mood and laughing like I do not understand (laughs) are you guys computing (laughs) what is going through my head right now if the goal is always to feel good then why does it matter how you get there right like I'm not saying watch Netflix all day and that's self-care because at some point watching Netflix all day won't feel good to you anymore It'll feel like you're wasting your life and it'll feel like you're being lazy and it'll feel like you're being unproductive. And then there you go. That's your cue. Hey, this isn't working anymore. Let's do something else, right? So everything in moderation, but we don't have to exclude everything that isn't considered strictly personal development practices from what we're allowing ourselves to practice as part of self-care. That's the real point, right? Like, Another example, after work, you could tell yourself like, I need to do a workout. I have to work out. And even if you're really tired and drained and stressed and anxious, you may think like this is what works and this is what I should be doing and this is how I take care of myself and this is how I show up and I need to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. Whatever your inner dialogue is, is going to look like, you may be going into that workout feeling really obligated and kind of like forcing yourself from a place of judgment of like you have to do this workout. So is that forced, uncomfortable, unenjoyable workout better than you taking an hour nap and waking up and having at least a little bit of your anxiety subsided and you feel sort of refreshed and you have a little bit more energy and now you're ready to wake up and go 
cook yourself dinner or hang out with your partner or call someone or whatever, right? Like what, which is truly better for you in order for you to feel good? So that's what I want you guys to really take away from this episode is just rethinking the way that you maybe are going about implementing these quote-unquote healthy patterns and routines and self-care practices into your life and really start to do an audit of, hey, is this actually making me feel good? And even though it maybe it once was, right? Maybe it once worked amazing for you. This happens to me a lot. Like there will be times where I just completely fall off from my meditation practice. Not because I don't believe in the power of meditation. Not because I don't like meditation. Not because meditation is not for me or not working for me. But simply because I get to a place where I am not excited to do it. I don't feel inspired to do it. I don't feel good doing it. I feel forced. And that's not how I want to start my day. I don't want to start my day like being mean or rude to myself and forcing myself to do stuff that I don't genuinely want to do just because I think it's going to get me a certain result. Because I'm not going to get any result out of forcing myself to meditate. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get the result that I want out of forcing myself to do something. That's like that's the law of energy, right? The energy that you have, your vibration, your feeling, what's going through your mind and your heart space most often is what you are going to see reflected to you in your real life. If we want to relate this to manifestation, it's like the reason why we're trying to feel good is not only because feeling good is great and like who doesn't want to feel good, but also because the way that you feel, right, is the vibration, your frequency that you're operating at. And so if you are operating on a frequency of shame, guilt, obligation, doing stuff you don't want to do, that's not going to get you the result that you think those things are supposed to bring you anyway. So why why are we even doing it, right? You're doing those things because you're expecting or hoping that a certain result is going to come from them. But if you're doing them in the totally wrong energy and headspace, they're not going to get those results anyway. So why waste your time? Why force yourself? So even even me, like I I teach meditation. Meditation is such uh, something that I believe in so firmly and so deeply. And there are times where I fall off from the practice or I consciously choose to let it go for a couple of days because I'm, or a couple of weeks, whatever, because I'm feeling like I'm forcing myself to do it. And I want to go about doing those things, whatever it is. Meditation is just one example, but the same thing with, I don't know, working out or cooking healthy meals or um, doing your affirmations, all the things that I've been mentioning throughout this whole podcast, right? Any any of them apply. Um, I want to do those things from an energy of really, truly feeling good while I'm doing it and enjoying it and allowing it to raise my vibration and increase my frequency and ultimately bring me the results that I want. So not the same 
the same three things aren't always going to work for you and it's okay for you to let them go and to change your mind about what it needs to look like and what counts for you. Also broadening and expanding your horizons of what is going to count for you as self-care, right? Like as I mentioned in some of these examples, like having pancakes and coffee with your family can count as self-care. Taking a nap can count as self-care. Watching an episode of a TV show that makes you laugh and feel good can count as self-care. Uh, watching some YouTube videos that I, that you enjoy. I don't know, that can count as self-care, right? Everything in moderation and as long as it's making you feel good, then that should be something that you feel happy and proud that you're doing because that is your ultimate responsibility is to make yourself feel good, right? That's what one of my favorite spiritual teachers, um, Gabby Bernstein, she always says, it's good to feel good. And another, another one of the things that she says that I absolutely love is the universe works fast when I'm having fun, which is just another one of these reminders, right? If you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying, if you're not in that feel good, carefree, high vibe space, then really do start to do an audit and think about, okay, why am I not feeling good anymore? Why am, why am I not having fun? And how can I inject more of that into my life and into my days? Because that is the thing that's actually going to get you the results, right? It's not the practice itself, whatever the practice is, whatever the habit is. It's not the thing. It's the feeling that you get into by doing that thing that actually counts. So yeah, just kind of contemplating this idea of what does it really mean to fill your cup, right? We say this all the time, like I need to fill my cup first before I can fill others. That's great and totally true. But maybe rethinking what it actually means to you to fill your cup, right? Because forcing yourself to do stuff that you're not enjoying or that doesn't actually feel good, I don't really think that's filling your cup. Like what are you, what are you filling your cup with? <laughs> you know? guilt, shame, obligation, that that's not that's not filling your cup, right? So, I hope this episode was helpful for you guys in terms of maybe rethinking some of your habits and patterns and routines and just being kinder to yourself. Like we all have to work on this so much, myself included. Just taking deep breaths and relaxing a little bit and Allowing things to be fun and to flow and leaning into that feminine energy. And right, I talked about this on the last episode in regards to money and breaking down that belief that in order to earn lots of money, we have to work hard and be willing to sacrifice things. Like that's a very masculine energy. Um, And there's a lot of masculine energy also around the ways in which we go about self-care of like, you know, planning, preparing forcing ourselves to do stuff like feeling like we have to do it we have to show up we are the driver the creator we are in control right that's all very masculine energy and just maybe thinking about how can I bring more of that free-flowing creative accepting loving feminine energy into the way in which I go about my days and that I I take care of myself and allowing more things to count than maybe what you would have previously thought count because we ultimately like we make that up 
right? That's all made up to begin with. Like what counts as a good workout and what counts as self-care? All of that, we made that up in the first place. So what's stopping us from making up something else that's actually more conducive to the way that we want to feel and it's more expansive and it's more loving and it's more kind? Let's make up those beliefs, right? You are allowed to invent the beliefs that are going to support you in feeling good more often because all beliefs are made up anyway. So why not why not make up the ones that are going to really support you and allow you to be kinder to yourself? Like let's make up the belief that anything counts for self-care. And if I want to take a nap or watch a Netflix episode or a YouTube video or read my personal development book or read a fiction book or do some journaling or not do some journaling, like it's all, everything goes. As long as I'm feeling good and taking care of myself and I'm putting myself in the energy that's going to make me be a better person and make me be in a better mood and allow me to show up better for myself and for others, then why wouldn't it count, right? So I think I'm going to leave it there for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you, if this has expanded your mind in any way or it's made you really think about what you, what you count and don't count as self-care, um, I would love to know. Please send me a DM on, on Instagram. I'm at underscore Samantha Daily. I love to hear from you guys, especially in regards to the podcast because um, obviously you can't like leave comments or anything on podcasts. So I just love to know. What are the things that you're enjoying and connecting with? Um, And as always, if you did enjoy this episode and you feel like other people need to hear this message or you know somebody in particular that would connect with it or benefit from it, please, please, please share it. Take a screenshot of your phone right now and share it to social media on Instagram or send it to someone in a message. You can copy the link to this exact episode so that they can just easily click that link and um and listen in. But yeah, thank you guys so much for for being here. If you feel called to do so, I would absolutely love and super appreciate for you to leave a review over on Apple Podcast. Um, the reviews that are already there are so wonderful and ab- like overwhelming. I love reading through them. So thank you guys so much. Um, but if you haven't left a review of the podcast yet and you do love the show, it helps me so, so much. So I would really appreciate if you jumped over to Apple and just did a quick Um, five-star rating and little review. And yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me every single week. I have some really, really exciting guests coming um, in the following weeks and months, so I can't wait. Please stick around and I'll see you next week.